getting it done in front of the Fab Five. Everybody, welcome in. Hope you're having a nice holiday, nice uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day on this Monday, January the 15th. It's the Michigan Basketball Post Game Live. Michigan just finishing up down in Ann Arbor, and they get a 73-65 win over Ohio State, over Ohio State, snapping a five-game losing streak, and they needed to get it done. And they did in the Fab Five for the first time since uh, they played back in the early 90s, mid-90s, when they were all together, early 90s, that they were back uh, actually inside Chrysler Arena, a Chrysler Center together when there was a game going on. First time ever. And, you know, so there they were. And so that just in itself, a uh, pretty big deal if you're a, Michigan basketball historian. And if you're watching the Michigan basketball post game live, I'm guessing there's a few of you that are like Michigan basketball game historians. Let's go through it a little bit. It's game number 17 on the season. Michigan was trying to snap that five game slide. Of course, they don't have a win here in the new year. And another good first half for the Mays and Blue. Doug McDaniel hitting a three pointer right as uh, time expired at halftime that put Michigan up by nine. 37 to 28, but you couldn't get too excited because if you recall the last two games, U of M held double digit leads uh, in both of their losses. So they were giving back uh, the lead the last two times. And guess what? In this game, it was a five point game midway through the second half. And then OSU took the lead with eight and a half to go. How about a 16 0 run? Jalen Rose goes and sits down with uh, Gus Johnson. And Jimmy Jackson, while the 16-0 run is going on, and it looks like, wow, this is the, the same thing that we have seen. Michigan running out of gas. Michigan not able to execute in the second half. The other team just powering past them. And this looks like, you know, the same old song and dance for U of M. But Michigan was not having that today. They put their own 7-0 run on them. I think the biggest hoop of the game for me was uh, Terrence Williams the second. He's up top. He cast one up, and it hits the back of the rim and goes way up in the air. It looks like it's going to be a big miss in a close game, and yet the ball finds its way, rattles the or ends up falling in for a three-pointer. Uh, Doug, in that same sequence in that 7-0 run, had a, uh, a, a nice layup. It was a goaltend. And then uh, Terrace Reed Jr. hit two free throws in that 7-0 run, and really that was it. For Michigan, they were able to put that 7-0 run on. Uh, they got a key basket from Kamwa as you go through it. And then TW3 hit another big three late uh, in this game to seal it. But you know what? For all of the things you watch Michigan and you say, well, they don't do this. And, they, you know, they don't do that. And they need to do a lot more of this. What they did is they found themselves in a situation in a close game. And they they did the things that you need to do to win games. And some of this stuff is going to sound pretty elementary, but if you trace Michigan's issues back uh, this year and last year, the first thing that you're going to say is this team loses close games. They just don't execute late in games and they lose almost all games that are, uh, you know, one possession games with heck five minutes, two minutes, whatever they lose them. Uh, that's been the story of the last two years. 
And, and here was Michigan in one of those games, close games, and Terrence Williams II, Doug McDaniel, Terrace Reed Jr. making free throws, Kamwa hitting a baseline jumper. You're, you're going through the list and you're of the, of the players that are out on the floor. All of them are contributing. All of them are making key plays to help Michigan get to the finish line and get the victory. And this is going to be a tape where they are going to be able to go back and you're going to hear Juwan Howard after the game say, that's the kind of team play that we're looking for. That's the kind of unselfishness that we want. That's how you get it done in Big Ten basketball to end up getting a W. And that's what they did today. So if they can learn from what they did today, you know, it, it looked like it was going to be the same old stuff, blowing the leads. Oh, this is Michigan. This thing is just spiraling out of control. This is misery. And then, no, they found a way to fight, you know, during fight and then win the game. You know, during the the uh, 16-0 run, you know, these guys were just, you know, uh, having fun complimenting each other. It was whatever, you know, the, the guys, you know, talking basketball, talking Jalen, uh, Jimmy, and Gus. But the one thing that Jalen said, you know, his observation was that Ohio State just is they're playing harder. That's why they're in. And then Michigan flipped that switch and they started playing harder. So Michigan gets that win. Uh, what do we have? Well, we have the box score. Let's look and see what jumps out uh, with us. Michigan did a pretty good job uh, in the first half like they have been doing. But uh, you, you look at the box score here and I think we're going to have uh, lots of balance. Kamwa, 20 points, six boards and four assists for Michigan. TW2, say what you want about last year, late in the season, losing his confidence. Uh, that was true, but Terrence Williams the second has come back, and uh, he has been a bright spot for Michigan. Uh, he had, uh, let's see, five of five from downtown. I'm going to say that that's going to be pretty key. He'll be my player of the game, Terrence Williams the second. 18 points, five boards, three assists for the captain from the uh, Wolverines. Doug McDaniel, pretty uneven first half. He got it going a little bit, hit that big three that I mentioned right at the break. Uh, as they were going into halftime, 15 points, three boards, and four assists, six of 16 from the floor for Doug McDaniel. Namari Burnett had seven points and uh, 10 boards. And here you go from Terrace Reed. You'd like to see more from Terrace Reed Jr., but he hit those two free throws, uh, two for two, and you know he seems to be pretty streaky at the free throw line. They were important in this game, two of nine from the floor. You'd like to see a little bit more from him, but in a win, he contributed down the stretch when it was winning time. So there you go from Reed Jr. Not much from the, uh, the bench. Will Cheddar came in, had a real nice deep post where Kamwa found him in the first half. And, you know, Cheddar was somebody that in different spots through this season, certainly in the non-conference slate, where you thought, hey, maybe this guy should be starting. Maybe they should be running the offense through him. And then he's he's taken like a step or two back. Uh, but somebody obviously to monitor, first player off the bench, somebody that they need. He can score in a variety of ways. So, you know, yeah, Will Cheddar, you'd like to see a little bit more from him. Nothing else from the bench. Jalen Llewellyn uh, played one minute. Uh, Jace Howard got uh, some burn for, I don't know, was that the first time this year? I don't recall seeing Jace. Now he's been banged up. 
maybe in some uh, later stages of, of some of the games that there haven't been many of those. So I, I don't know how much time Jace has played this uh, year, but he played uh, eight minutes uh, in this game, had a couple boards in this one, and that's it. I mean, when you're talking about the bench, not a whole lot. That's what Michigan is, and that's why, you know, if you were explaining away – I guess that's not the right way to say it. If you're explaining it, you're not explaining something away. You're telling, you know, why is Michigan, what has stood out uh, this season and why they are six and 10 and why they are two and four in big 10 games. Well, you'd say that they don't have much of a bench. That's going to be one thing they rely on their starters. I got to play more than, you know, any team in college basketball and when you do that, that you're going to have some guys that are going to get fatigued and you can run out of gas. And then in close games, you know, those things tie together, I would say probably they do. And you have example after example where we could say, yeah, they only played six, six guys, seven at the most. They played pretty well. But then, you know, midway through the second half, the other team looked like they had more energy, played harder and ended up winning the game. Or you could say, hey, you know, Michigan, it's not necessarily that they're out of condition. They just don't have the the bodies. Now, if there's plenty of reasons, you know, to look at and say, hey, they should have another one here, another one there uh, because of their scholarships and then their uh, overall roster that we've talked about before. But um, that's that's where it's at. Nice to uh, end the slide, get off the schneid, and especially with the Fab Five in the house. Now, uh, I don't. I don't think anybody told Gus or Jimmy that. Hey, you know, this is these guys aren't just back. This is the first time that they've been back. Uh, was it? You know, I'm trying to think if it was. Uh, I don't think so. The the pandemic. Did C Webb show up? Well, the other guys have been there a lot, but together, I don't remember them ever being together. If you wanted to say now, as I was saying that, I was thinking, you know, was the pandemic that those guys? I don't think so. Nobody was showing up. I mean, their cardboard cutouts were there. That doesn't count, <laughs> right? Uh, right. I'm humoring myself. So uh, we do have a picture for those that are watching this on YouTube. And there are the guys. The Fab Five. Now, Juwan, on the bench. From left to right, I'm going to name them. And, you know, for those of you that are old enough, maybe, you know, if you're a Michigan fan, everybody should be able to identify all of the Fab Five. But you got Jalen Rose on the left, C. Webb pointing something out to Jimmy King across the court. And there's Ray Jackson just kind of studiously looking out there uh, with his hoodie on. And who can blame him? Chris Webber's got a stocking cap on. It's freezing out. I mean, uh, you can have gloves on, and I'm not going to complain or say, hey, what's up with the, the hoodies and the hats? Man, it is uh, uh, freezing outsides. But there they are, the Fab Five. And, you know, the student section right on top of things, you know, talking about let's put the banners up and some of the stuff that we talked about for, I don't know, a uh, – 25 years, something like that, <laughs> we've been talking about. Steve said it was great seeing Weber with the other four. I agree. Seeing those guys together, I want to see them more at games. And now they're 1-0, too. So they got that going. And, you know, it's with everything that they went through and the reason that they were not there and where college basketball is at, not, uh, at now, 
you you can learn a lot from guys like the Fab Five and what they have to say about what they went through. Jalen, if you watch the broadcast, was uh, I, I liked you know his time. You know, Jalen's uh, he's a straight shooter. Like they asked him about Doug McDaniel and the academics, and you know, and and Jalen said, "Look, you got to go to school." I mean, that's the one part of college basketball. I mean, you forget, you got to go to school. And then Jalen said being on the Dean's list was, uh, you know, he brags about that, like, you know, um, going to the Final Four. So that's it. And uh, um, for a lot of people, like Bimba, he's saying the Fab Five is still his favorite basketball era. They were a traveling rock show. Yeah, I mean, the the, the two years. The Fab Five. I mean, like, so, you know, 89, uh, 85, Michigan, 85, 86, they go back-to-back winning the Big Ten. There's no Big Ten tournament, so it's a, it's a really big deal out there. 85, I believe they were a one seed and ended up losing to the defending champs, Villanova. My favorite player of all time, Gary Grant couple really disappointing games in the NCAA tournament against North Carolina. You know, one stands out. So I'm, I'm going back, you know, the 85. I mean, this was a team, you, you know, you had Glenn Rice and you see these guys coming around. They had Antoine Jobert. I mean, they had stars. That was a great era of Michigan basketball. They're winning the Big Ten, number one seed, but they did not have the success in the tournament, of course, until 89. But then the Fab Five comes right on the heels of them winning the championship. And then, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of blew the roof open uh, on all of that. It was uh, it was great. Uh, all right. What else do we have? Well, we have um, the upcoming schedule. And that is brought to you by the Maize and Blue Reviews. Good afternoon, Michigan football and basketball, which you can hear and watch three times a week on this very feed, uh, feed that you're watching or listening to right now. And today being a Monday, we are going to have a good afternoon Michigan football show coming up uh, at the top of the hour, right after we're done here. We'll uh, put some things together. We'll come on and we'll talk about what's going on with the Wolverines in football post-championship. And, you know, there have been a few things to talk about. So there you go. The upcoming schedule, Michigan gets that W over Ohio State. Now they will head to Champaign-Urbana for a Thursday night tilt against Brad Underwood's Fighting Illini, an 8.30 start. I believe that's FS1. Let's see if it says here, and I just can't see it. I can't. I was looking at it. I'm almost positive that it's on FS1. Odd time, 8.30. That's almost an indicator that it'll be on FS1. It seems like it's like that. Uh, when games are are there at Channel 90, where I watch it. But that's where it is, and that's where it's going. Michigan in this one, they led it by nine and a half. The Fab Five was in the house, all of them together. Michigan gives up a 16-0 run, and they're down. It looks like it's going to be same old, same old until they turn the tables. They go on a 7-0 run. Almost everyone contributes, and they get that victory and snap their five-game losing streak. 73-65 is the final. It is an eight-point win, and now Michigan is 7-10 and 10 
on the year, and they move to two and four in the conference. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll talk with you on Thursday. We'll talk with you coming up on this very amazing Blue Review feed in just a few minutes. Stay tuned for that. Everybody else, enjoy the rest of your holiday uh, here on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So long.